everything's pre-recorded and I'll just take the audio out. And I'll let you know before I release it. Nice. Well, with that said, I'm going to just sit back and enjoy the ride here. Right. Okay. Crack a Coke and let's get chatting. All right. All right, everybody. This is the Georgia Songbird. And we're here with Lock Your Boys, right? Am I saying it right or is it Lock, like the lock, lock Your Boys? Boys? Yeah, you got it. Okay. Introduce yourself, guys. Hey, I'm uh, I'm Charlie Lockyer, Will Lockyer. We're brothers from Canada, and we're talking to the Georgia Songbirds podcast. So, which one is the oldest? Me. So, Will. Uh, Will. I, I'm the oldest. I'm I'm 20, and then Charlie's 18, turning okay. 19 in seven days. Well, happy birthday! <laughs> oh yeah. Now, do you guys? I was, I was trying to read a little bit about you. So, you guys been playing for a while, right? Yeah, we've been playing. I mean, we're brothers, so we've been around each other for a heck of a long time. And uh, music has always been in our house. Um, so we've been playing together and playing with, I mean, really everybody in our family is musical in some way. But Will and I really started playing together um, right around like 2016, maybe. Um, started doing shows that people were actually calling us to do and um, started getting a little bit more professional with everything. And then Fast forward to uh, a couple of years ago, like right around the start of COVID, we started releasing music okay. and uh, started doing some more shows. And, and here we are. Yeah, I mean, it all started like it started. We we're, were just kids, you know what I mean? And then some family wanted us to go up and play at some bar. And we said, OK, and we just played whatever we could think of, you know, what I mean, on the piano. And, and we didn't we didn't have a band name. We were just Will and Charlie Lockyer. But everyone called us the Lockyer Boys because that's who we were. That's a, that's a actually a cool name. So I mean, you guys got to like my middle. My name is Jesse James, so I, it's already in. I already have that. So I like the Lockyer oh, yeah. Boys. It's, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a last name that not many people have heard of yet. So yeah. Okay, and when six. when we first started, we kind of didn't like it for a while because we were like, man, we didn't really have a choice with our name. Like people <laughs> just started saying our name, and then we were like, okay, well, I guess we'll go with it, but. Now we've got logos and a bunch of stuff out there and it's starting to really sort of solidify. And I'm, I'm getting used to it. I'm used to it already. Yeah. So cool. what would you call yourselves then if it wasn't the lock your boy, if it was your, if it was your choice and you guys had a name, what would you call yourselves? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Cause that's the other thing is we have had conversations with, you know, management companies and whatnot about changing our name. But whenever we, whenever someone puts us on the spot and they're like, okay, like let's do it. We're like, I don't know. We, yeah, we've had people like suggest like just Lockyer, uh, just the last name and just be like Bon Jovi kind of thing, you know, or, or like Lockyer Brothers. But like, even when I say Lockyer Brothers, like yeah. that just when, sounds so weird. To me. When people say Lockyer Brothers, it's usually associated with them getting our name wrong. So <laughs> we're, we don't like the Lockyer Brothers. No, but yeah, I mean, I mean Lockyer Boys, it sound, kind of sounds like Backstreet Boys and all that. So Beach Boys. Works out. We got the LB going too. The look good little logo. So it's all working. Yeah. Well, that's good because you just mentioned some bands that they're no longer boys, but you still, the Beach Boys are. The- well, yeah, oh, yeah. that's a big <laughs> argument that they that they bring up. It's like, well, the Backstreet Boys are no longer boys. It's like, yeah, but it's cool. Like, it's, yeah, it's like whatever. It's them young, you know what I mean? And relevant. Yeah. They're like, almost- when you guys are older. Are you still gonna be wanted called, or are you still gonna want to be called boys? Like, I don't, I don't care. We'll find out, I guess. If I people know. are still calling us the Lockyer Boys forty years from now, I'd say we're doing okay. 
See, and that's why I like that. I named my band Yes Ma'am, and it's M-A-M. It stands for middle-aged men. So I'm kind of with the reverse route because I'm, I'm older than you guys, obviously. So I've been writing since I was younger, but the band has been like 2017. And so I was like, let's do middle-aged men. We're all around 40, 45 years old, so let's just put it up there. Now, when they like ask that. me that question in 20 years, do you always want to be a middle-aged man? I'm going to say yes. <laughs> <I'm gonna miss laughs> exactly. I like that. That's a good, that's a good band name right there. Plus it's in the South. So everybody says, ma'am, yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. So it, it fits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's cool. Now I was reading, you guys do like multiple instruments too, right? How many instruments can you guys play? I mean, yeah, we're, we're producers. So we sort of, you know, together, we know how to play it all. Uh, right. Charlie's really good on the piano. He's good on the drums. Um, and he can play guitar. And then me, I, I sort of stay in the guitar and bass area um and then you know i play piano as well drums like we 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 both collectively do it all so then when we when it's time to write our own songs we can just produce it all um so yeah i mean we've also done like uh really just whatever has to be done like we've played the saxophone we've played uh all sorts of stuff it's it's sort of like we we based our our like our mom got us into music very early like when we were like two years old like super young she would take us to our sister's piano lesson and our sister used to take piano lessons that were all revolved around learning by ear so we were listening to them learn by ear and then we were learning by ear eventually once we were old enough to read and write and you know hold our hands up long enough to play the piano um, so once we had that sort of foundation of the ear training, then it was pretty easy to pick up like the guitar and the bass and all these other instruments. Um, and that's helped us a lot with producing and whatnot. Okay. Now, does anybody in your family join you when you guys are playing? It, it Our dad used to join us uh, when we were really young. Uh, like our first few shows back in 2016, like we were saying, uh, like our dad would come up and play the guitar. Uh, and he was sort of like the guy that got us into uh, performing as a group mm -hmm. um, and like, you know, taught us about being in a band and stuff like he was in, in a band in high school and he sort of wanted to live out his musical dream <laughs> through us. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I feel like a lot of dads like to do that with their sons. And so he just he just guided us and wanted to be a part of it as well. And then it got to a point where Charlie and I wanted to take it down a more serious route and like actually consider it as a career. And so that's when it just became us two okay. and we started hiring, you know, band members, but to be with us. To this, to this day, he's still involved in like every aspect of what we're doing. We just did a, we just did a interview, a, a radio show of sorts with CBC, which is a radio channel in Canada. It's like the okay. main channel. And uh, it was all about musical families and it really got us thinking about like our family and how it all works. And it's crazy. Like our dad is like our manager. Um, even like our sister, she was, you know, musical with us growing up. And now we, we bounce a lot of ideas off of her. Our brother runs a marketing company. So he helps us with getting logos and posters and all that stuff done. Our mom is, you know, obviously doing all the motherly things. And then, on top of that, she helps, you know, when it comes to showtime, she's selling merch and she's doing all these things. So uh, it's our, a family, whole, yeah, it's a family our, business. our whole fam is involved. And even our, our grandparents are over every weekend trying to get us to play more songs for them and everything like that. So it's See good. That? 
that's cool that they get involved. Like if anything else to tell your dad, he can do like I do and just carry everything. That's what we're for. Yeah, it's good. Cause I got cool. my kids. They, they have the same thing with music. I've got twins that are 13 boy and girl. Okay. And when they were eight, because they both were kind of in, in music and stuff too, but I put them on stage at a, uh, um, what was it? it was in North Carolina. There was a casino and they had a karaoke thing going. So, but it was different. It was a whole band. The band, you would go up there, tell them the song and the band would play and you would just sing that song. And they had like a whole list of stuff. So the, my kids, my twins, eight years old, boy and girl goes up there and Gibson sings, um, I think radioactive by imagine dragons. And then uh-huh. Cheyenne, she sang uh field of gold at the field of gold. That's what she sang. And, but they did it at such an early age. And I think that's so cool that when you guys are doing that, you're still young, but you've been doing it for so long that it, it's going to help you as you get older. And you've already passed that kind of stage, right? You guys get nervous anymore. Do you still get kind of nervous playing in front of people? Definitely. I mean, we, we still, we, <laughs> Especially now that, you know, things have been getting a little bit more serious lately for us. We've been playing we've, at bigger shows now. We've had some bigger shows, a little bit more like high stakes shows um, that uh, definitely still get us nervous. But uh, I feel like we're just nervous up until it's time to go on stage. Yeah. Like once we're on stage, you're in that zone and it's just you don't even know what you're doing. You're just, you know, you're just awesome in the music. zone. <laughs> yeah, it's one one thing too is like growing up doing like the the shows when we were younger a lot of our measure of how successful the show was was how well received everything was by the crowd mm-hmm. um and there used to be you know no crowd there used to be very sort of tough tough times um and now that you know crowds are starting to show up and we're starting to get more sort of interaction there um it's been um, I would say we'll can agree with this a lot more fun playing to people that actually want to hear your music. Oh yeah. Like which help, helps with the nerves, you know, when you, when you get up on stage and you actually see, okay, here I am, you know, we're all having fun. Um, and then let's just do this. But until we know that crowd's going to be there, we're going to be nervous. Yeah. It all started like talk about the crowd. Like it started when we, uh, we, we played at a school, an elementary school, uh, for a bunch of elementary school kids and we just played them a couple songs and then after that show it was like 30 minutes they all like followed us on tiktok and instagram <laughs> and now we have like we got like 200 fans right from one school and so we're, i remember like in the car like we're, we're calling our dad we're like we need to go to every single school in this region <laughs> so that's what we've been doing for the past year and sure enough we've gotten to bigger and bigger and bigger schools uh, we've gotten to middle schools uh, and they're all coming to our shows now. So like we, we just played at a, at a festival up here in Thunder Bay last summer and 3000 people were there uh, all sing along to our stuff. And we were like, this is, this is a dream already. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to leave this stage. Uh, so it's, it's been pretty cool, but yeah, we get so nervous right before. Cause it's like so many people, you know, don't want to mess this up. Well, still, even like when we go to the, when we go to the school shows, there's a lot of like organization that goes into beforehand, you know, making sure it's all lined up and we're, we're living it right now. We've got a couple of school shows. We got a school show tomorrow, tomorrow and the next day. Yeah. And uh, it's, you never know, you never know how it's going to be, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But, and then you, you, when you finally, after everything, you walk out, 
and you hear the crowd and it's it's all good after that and then and then it, and then will and i know what to do because we've been we've been doing it for so long <laughs> now you you mentioned the schools and stuff but you guys have opened for some big acts too right yeah we've that's one of the coolest things um and you know we like to talk about that a lot we've had a lot of sort of full circle moments um as we've gotten older in the music industry like one that just happened recently growing up we had a boat um that was like our our thing you know some people have camps we had a boat and we would go out on the boat and there was always a radio playing you know music playing sometimes our dad would bring a guitar whatever it was um but one of the bands that always always used to come on the radio when we were on the boat was the bare naked ladies and just recently um right around christmas time we actually got to open up for the bare naked ladies when they came to our hometown and it was super awesome. And then on top of that, we got to take, you know, our dad was backstage with us. So he got to meet all the guys too. And he had seen the Bare Naked Ladies perform. I think it was in Vancouver when he was in like university. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that was a big full circle moment for him too. We've also done some shows with uh, Fifi Dobson recently. Um, Coney Hatch was, was was a big one. I'm just trying to think. Well, just, well, we were just in we were just in Palm Springs doing a show with Loverboy, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, that was man, that was like that a week was ago. A, that was a week ago. We totally forgot about that. So that was <laughs> that was an experience because uh, Mike Reno, the singer for Loverboy, is such a nice guy. He's like so genuine, and our mom had a crush on him when she was in high school, and so she got to meet him, and it was all. It was all super fun. And then like behind the scenes too, I remember Will, I didn't go, but Will went to a, a Mariana's Trench concert here in Thunder Bay. And uh, one of the one of the artists that was opening for Mariana's Trench was Sean Hook, who's a big Canadian artist. And then, you know, flash forward a couple of years later, we've written, you know, three, four songs with Sean now. And we've, you know, recorded a bunch with him. Scott Hellman is another one that we have a song out um, that's written by Scott Hellman. Um, so behind the scenes, we're meeting a bunch of these sort of Lots people, of people that we never thought we'd actually have the chance to meet. You know, we, we always just sort of thought of them as these people that we idolized growing up kind of thing. Yeah, lots of lots of Canadian artists right now. But every now and then we'll get like a global artist or like, you know, Bare Naked Ladies, Loverboy, <laughs> like some, some more down in the States. One of our one of our biggest uh, connections in the industry, one of our, our, our best friends um, out in Vancouver is a guy named Jeff Dawson. And he's actually famous for writing the song Had a Bad Day by Daniel Powder. You had a bad day, which is another one that actually is in our house right now. There is a folder of songs that our dad used to play on the piano. And Bad Day is in that folder. And like, it's right there written with the lyrics for him. Um, So yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of full circle moments like that happening these days. Now I was because I make a little notes. So I got a little notepad here that I always have. And Bare Naked Ladies was on there because I wanted to know. I was listening to you guys' music earlier. How the crowd responded to you guys, the Bare Naked Lady crowd, because it's it kind of different style. Was, yeah, we were. Uh, we we've played for a lot of different crowds. Um, like we said, we've been performing for a while, so we we definitely know how to sort of tailor what songs we play for who. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still like yeah. So for this crowd. They're a little more older, right? And our our songs are, you know, pretty new and pretty current. But we still like add a few covers. Uh, like we we played some Tom Petty and stuff. Yeah. And 
you know, just like crowd sing-alongs, like the goal was to hype them up for Bare Naked Ladies, right? right? And then every now and then we'll squeeze in one of our own songs and yeah. get them excited about that too. For this show, we had, we were sort of, we had everybody in the, in the lobby before they went in to see the show. And we sort of thought it was going to be like, oh, like they're going to be passing by, you know, they're not going to be interested in us. Um, but what actually ended up happening is we were just acoustic. We just had a guitar and a piano and we were just jamming out to these songs. We're playing like American Pie and whatnot. And next thing you know, people are rolling in and the lobby is getting like over capacity because nobody's going into the venue. They're all staying in the lobby to see us. So then eventually we got the, you know, we got the go ahead. Okay, it's time time for the bare naked ladies to go. You guys have to stop. These guys have to get <laughs> to their seats so that we can start the show. Yeah, they told us to stop because everyone was still there. Yeah, they're like. Can you just tell them to go in because the show is in two minutes? Right. So it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. See, that is that's what I imagine happens a lot of times, like when these these bigger acts get the people to open for them, right? Uh, if they're better, or like you guys did, and they drew a crowd into it, and now you, I can just imagine in my head they go out on stage, and nobody's there. They're all in the damn sitting they're in the, the lobby. lobby listening to you guys, and you got to think as a as a major artist. It's, that, it's cool that you can do that. I mean, I've been trying to get my band on front with people all for a long time. And it's cool that that happens. I like hearing those kind of stories because I'm a songwriter too. So I, I love stories of music, but I could just imagine that they, they come out on the, the, the stage and it's empty and they're like, where's everybody? Well, never mind. Last time. <laughs> if, if it's empty for them, then we didn't do our job. Right. Well, if they're you know, out there listening to you guys, then that's why it's empty. Cause yeah, 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 yeah. It's not a bad thing we for were, us. We were just trying to get everyone hyped up and everyone ready to go, and then uh, I think it, I think it worked out pretty good. Yeah, no, that show was one of our best shows for sure. Yeah, it was really successful. There's a story I heard. Um, it was a it was a songwriter story, kind of like the, the young artist was just getting started, and they opened for a heavy metal band, right? This, this big rock and roll heavy metal band, something like that. And they get up there and they start singing like songwriter songs and gets booed off the stage. It turned out it was Lady Gaga. Wow. So, so it's, I'm glad what you said was you got to tailor the crowd. You guys are still young, but you've been doing it for, for a few years. So you kind of know to tailor to the crowd. And that's if, if people that are listening to the show, it's good advice to follow because if you're in a bar, you're opening for somebody, you want to make it, you want to tailor it, right? Because your guys' music is a little bit more poppy, um, that style, right? Not more bare naked lady style. So like Daniel Pewter sure. stuff like that. I could hear that stuff into it, but like with bare naked ladies, it's a little bit more guys my age, like your, your dad, I'm sure me and him probably close to the same age. I listened yeah. to that stuff too growing up. And that's, I love that kind of music. I could, I can't imagine. I just can't imagine. I imagine like a lot of older ladies and stuff in the, in the crowd, like with the beach boys, you talk about the boys. The beach yeah. boys. You've got all the old ladies out there still throwing their old bras and their panties and yeah. <laughs> but they're old grandmas yeah. now. Yeah, it's uh you definitely we definitely like tailoring to the to to wherever we're going. The other thing is, and one thing we did at the Bare Naked Ladies show is we actually did it all acoustic. And we do that a lot too, because hearing the you know, you could hear a pop song, but if you play it if you play it on a guitar, then it's just a it's just a song with a guitar, you know what I mean? And one of the big inspirations for that, and I remember talking about this, you know, because we have these little family meetings about everything that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying, you know, I, I watched this this documentary about Shawn Mendes, and they said that 
for the first, you know, however long he was he was starting out for it was just he was just doing all his songs acoustic. And then everyone was was digging them, you know what I mean? And then eventually he added the band in right. and uh, and then the band was just complementing what he was already doing. It wasn't sort of it wasn't carrying carrying him, you know, through this. It's kind of like Ed Sheeran, like when Ed Sheeran does his tours that are like so massive, it's just him, right? It's just him with his acoustic guitar. He's got a looping station so he can build up a song. He's got a little synth, you know, but like that that's a cool vibe. We we like that vibe and we we try to make our shows uh work when it's just us and a guitar, you know what I mean? And it it's it, it can be challenging at some times, uh, you know, cuz when we produce a song like we it has so many parts to it. So it's right. like, oh, which part do we play on the guitar? And it's like, oh, it just doesn't sound as good. But every now and then, you know what I mean? You just nail it on the guitar and, and just two voices, you know what I mean, with the harmonies. And it's just it's just perfect. I feel like that's what a good song is. If a good song, mm-hmm. if a song sounds good, like just guitar, then it's a good song. Like all right. those Taylor Swift songs and, you know, Ed Sheeran songs, like you play them on the guitar and it's like, yeah, no, that that holds its own. I agree 100% with that because people, people hear the word pop. The first thing is they kind of get all like, oh, it's pop. Well, if you take away all the music part of it, all the extra, the drum beats and stuff, it's still a song and it's still written on a piano or a guitar. It's written by an instrument, right? And pop is just, it's like rock. When you hear rock, you think of electric guitars and blues, you think of bass. Yeah. And it's, it's just a, it's just the word people think of it as pop. It's like, oh my God, it's pop. It's, it's drum, it's drum beats, nothing else. But when you're playing it, like you said, you got these instruments, you're playing guitar and you're playing or piano, whatever you're playing. And if, if you break down this actual song, there's a story there and i know again when people say pop they, they they don't think about the stories but if you break it down there's really good stories in pop music it's just you just sometimes it gets drowned out by all the other stuff mm-hmm. yeah no agreed agreed well let's listen to one of your guys songs which one you want to hear first up to you i mean we we've heard them all <laughs> all right hang on one second let me let me get here what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna share the screen with you guys so you can see it okay and you just you want me to pick i'll pick yeah you pick, pick. You pick. pick. Cool. all right here we go nice um who are those handsome devils <laughs> i'm gonna go with surfing in la because we talked about the beach boys i so like I'm, it I'm we, a- were actually, we were just in la too a couple weeks ago for the first time when we wrote this song, we had never been to LA and actually had COVID canceled our original trip there. So oh. we were going to go and we were going to, you know, write and produce and record and, uh, and do a bunch of meetings with a bunch of people and then it all got canceled. So we wrote this song and we think of surfing in LA as almost like doing music in LA. So, okay. Yeah. Cause I always like to hear the stories behind the song when you, when you're, uh, when you write it. Definitely. What I'm going to do is mute us and I'm going to play it. So just give me a thumbs up when you guys hear it. Another night, another nowhere in sight. Every time I find myself here trapped in my fears. So it goes. They come with a lonely ghost Nowhere to go But up in my brain everything 
get away Leave the thunder, leave the rain Can't stand another day Leave it all, break the chain My head's a thousand miles away My feet are done, I leave this place My mind's already making waves Surfing in LA I'm dreaming of a paradise I see it when I close my eyes The sun shining on the beach While the freak Ain't got a care wind in my head Gotta go, get away Leave the thunder, leave the rain Can't stand another day Leave it all, break the chain My head's a thousand miles away My feet are done, I'll leave this place My mind's already making waves Surfing in LA That's one of the songs I was listening to in the car. Was I was picking up the kids, and my, my daughter would listen to. She goes, "They sound like Maroon Five a little bit." Oh yeah, there we go. A bit. That's a perfect compliment. So who sings lead? We we both do. Uh, it's funny because you can't, you probably couldn't uh, differentiate two voices, mm-hmm. but because we sound so similar. But like I'm, I think I was singing the chorus. And then Charlie was singing the verses. I honestly can't remember for that song. We actually like, because we wrote that song a while ago. Like, we'll come back to it. And we're like, I don't know who's singing on right now. Like, I, I'm hearing it. I don't know whose voice that is. Oh, wait, I think that's Charlie. I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, Surfing in LA is one of our one of our popular ones. We, a lot of our fans uh, up in Canada, like, that's the song they know uh, when they see us. And when we go to shows and stuff, They'll make signs with surfing in LA and everything. I remember we we did we did a couple shows um, at schools. Like this is right at the start when we had only done like three or four. Mm-hmm. And the first one that we went to, we went we really went to do like a like a workshop, honestly, because we didn't we didn't even know what was going on. Like our family friend just asked us to come to talk about music at the school. So we're like, okay, we'll come. We'll play a few songs. And at the time, we had just released. Uh, a song called LATKD, which so, stands for like all the kids do. Yeah. So we had just released like all the kids do. So we were playing that one f- for them lots and they liked it and it was good. Then we did another show after that. And same thing. We were promoting LATKD and they liked that, which was good. And the whole time we had, we did surfing in LA and we talked about the COVID story and everything, but we had been pretty sick of surfing in LA at that point. It had already been out for a year 
we had already done like a whole campaign in CBC Searchlight. It had gone to like top 50 fan voted in Canada um, for a contest called CBC Searchlight. And uh, we were, we were, we were pretty much done with it. We were like, you know what, this song is overplayed in our heads. And then we get to like the third or fourth school shows at a school in our hometown called Westmount. And we start playing surfing in LA and they know all the words and they're screaming it at the top of their lungs back to us. And it was just this small gym. And like the teachers like had like almost like a just like a concerned look on their face. They're like, it's loud in here. Like these kids are screaming this song. And I remember looking at Will and I was like, yeah, this song's a lot more fun to play when people like it. You know? And, and since then, since then, now I look forward to playing surfing in LA every time. Will I love that reaction. We usually like We'll be like, yeah, this song's about this. Uh, sure, you guys know it. This one's called Surfing in L.A. And then screams, you know what I mean? Everyone <laughs> goes crazy. Uh, so it's, it's it's like the only song we have that that does that. And it will it continues to do that every show. So it's pretty cool. And that's our first song. So it's it's cool. I don't know. It's neat. Well, I remember. So like I said, we went to Westmount and we did the, yeah. So I explained it. And I was like, okay, yeah. So. This one's called Surfing in LA. And then everyone was like, wow, I love that song. And then we got to the next school and Will is like, you know, coming off of Westmount. He's all hyped up, you know, he's ready to go. And he decides that he's going to really dig into this, you know? He starts introducing it. And he's like, yeah, we wrote this song before COVID. And, you know, it was, we were going to this really special city wink wink and we were gonna do an activity that you do in water you know and he's like he's really just hyping up and then he goes this one's called surfing in la <laughs> no reaction <laughs> nobody it was, just, it was just quiet there's probably one person <laughs> like, yeah right flaps they like, could just completely jinx ourselves no, it, it was a fail but that, i think that was the only fail that was the only fail i yeah. think yeah, yeah. It was funny though. It, we had a good that, I remember that one. That was good. The business has a, after, after, after a good show. Every now and then we'll get a moment that keeps us humble. I'd say this business will humble you in, in a second. You, you, you're like, oh, I'm so good. I'm doing this. And then all of a sudden you get a place and nobody knows who you are. They don't pay attention. Oh, yeah. or, but like I said, with <laughs> that, that's funny. And that's why I like asking these, these stories and hearing the, the songs because it's, Every it's funny because a lot of artists and you hear this all the time with bands and stuff too, and even songwriters they have a big hit right that everybody loves, and then they get tired of it because like well I have other songs, and like same thing I have a song that everybody loves that I I end up just naming my music publishing company after because every time I go to play it everybody knows it's called Snuggle Bunny I wrote it for my wife, and it's like I have other songs but okay, but I get that and then but you what you get is when they sing it back to you the chills and the just the feeling of it because as a songwriter that's what you want you know absolutely but as as people you're like i'm trying to push this craft i have i have other songs but you know you don't you can never tell what somebody's gonna like for sure and it's funny like we've released a couple like surfing la was the first song we put out and now we've released some other songs and just recently now um one of the songs that we released in like August is now starting to become, you know, more popular uh, amongst our, our followers. Mm -hmm. And now when we perform that one, sometimes we get some singing back to us. And it's the first, the first time we've, we've started doing that. And uh, it definitely feels good. What song is that? Daisy. Daisy. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was, I was wondering. I was like, what song? Oh, Daisy. Yeah, no, Daisy is, and that Daisy's a fun one to do live too because with our whole band, we get like this big solo section for the drums and whatnot, and it's 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 a good, it's a fun one. Daisy's probably the the most fun I've ever had making a song because I remember we were there with with Jeff, who I said wrote "Bad Day" by Daniel Powder, and we were also with a guy named Alan Potker who was a part of a band called These Kids Wear Crowns, which was like a 2000s like Disney band that was super popular in Canada. And uh, he was there and it was like our third time doing a song with him. And we just stayed up until like one in the morning, just adding small parts to this song and just kept building it up. Um, so we definitely liked that song a lot. Because you guys produce your own songs too, right? You said you produce your own songs? Yeah. So right now we're in our, we're in our home setup. This is actually in my bedroom. Um, and this is where we, we make all our tracks and, and do all our stuff. And then once, you know, we'll write a million songs, um, but then we'll pick, pick the ones that really stick with us and the ones that we think are good and we'll get them sent to, to Vancouver, um, or, you know, LA or Toronto, wherever it is that, you know, whoever we're working with on that particular song. And then, uh, we'll get it, we'll get it done for real. We'll get some good vocals on there um you know sometimes we'll, we'll re re-record the guitar when there's not a, a shower running in the background or <laughs> someone opening the door in the middle of the take and uh and then yeah so our professional recordings don't come out of this room but we uh we definitely produce all our all our tracks in here that's that's cool so you just take it like to a stu what studios do you take it to you have different ones every time or uh our main our main producer is is jeff um yeah. in, in vancouver um, he has a he has a studio like right in right in Vancouver that we go to. We also we're also starting to do work at Revolver Recordings, which is in uh, L.A. Uh, with a producer Michael Blue. Uh, he's sort of he 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 produced Colby Calais. He did uh, One Republic, One Republic, Avril Lavigne, Jason Mraz, yes, a bunch of people like that. Um, so, and his studio is really cool. It was actually it built, awesome. it was built by Elvis Presley's band. Really? Uh, yeah. And, and so it's like super neat. It's got all like state of the art equipment. Like the soundboard that we use was Stevie Wonder's soundboard, uh, when he was on tour, uh, this, the studio next door, Lil Wayne uses and his board, uh, was Michael Jackson's, uh, thriller board so the board they use for the thriller album it's there's so many iconic pieces of equipment and instruments in there that have so many so much history in like pop culture and whatnot so that that's a really inspiring studio to work at um but none of our songs have come out uh have been released yet from from uh that studio but we're, we're excited to we've also done songs um with like alan has a studio of his own and uh, Steve Bays, who's uh, like the lead guy in Hot Hot Heat, we've been to his studio, which is super cool. It's like a little shed in his backyard, but he's got it like it's like a completely new world when you step inside, and it's like yeah, he's totally so cozy it. and like so nice. Uh, so we've definitely been in a lot of studios, and they're all pretty cool. They're a lot cooler than ours. Yeah. Now, guys, you can't see uh, what they're using, but who? What do you use? Pro Tools, Logic? What do you use back there? Will. We use Logic mainly. We got Logic fired up right now, yeah. And then we, uh, and and then we also use Pro Tools, yeah. Okay. But See, I would say, I I only know Pro Tools, so I use it when it's more audio, like mixing and whatnot. Um, 
but for Charlie and I, what works best is if we both go on logic, we're really fast. So it's like, Hey, can you just hop on for a second and do this while I, you know, go take a shower? Like it's, it's literally logic is the thing for yeah. sure. Uh, that we're super quick at it now. And, and then I, my, my, my bed is right over here. We got a bunch of guitars on the wall. Yeah. This is, I don't know. No one can see it uh, yeah. we're just like, on the podcast, it. but for you, Jesse. Yep. And then behind the camera right now is the biggest mess you could possibly imagine. <laughs> we thought we thought we'd be videoed, so we were like trying we're to work. Like, throw everything in the corner, and we'll figure it out later. I would love to do video, and one day, if Starlink ever gets out here, I may can do video because what I'm actually when I build the studio now, I'm doing it all by hand. So everything I'm doing, I'm building. But you'll like when you walk in, I built like barn doors. Right. And I actually milled them myself, me and my bassist. We got a little mill thing. We took out the cedar and we milled the wood. So now I've wow. got, I can kind of turn it. You can kind of see right there on the wall. Yeah. Those right there behind cool. that, that them are actual cedar wood that me and him milled and have barn doors. That little uh, thing right there with the plywood, there's going to be a pegboard on it. And that's where I'm going to hang all my wires. So the barn doors you can open and slide open and that's where everything will be stored nice that's awesome over here the, the drums are there now but here on this back corner i'm actually going to build a fireplace and i'll show you guys a picture of it because i want to build fire. it, mm -hmm. it it'd be a fake oh. fireplace i don't need a real one but um it looks so like cool that. that it was like i want to do that for a studio and yeah. i would eventually love to have the videos done and turn this into one of those things where People can come in and they can record if they want to. Uh, not only will do the, the podcast, but here, like in Georgia, uh, there's a station called PBS. It's like a the public broadcasting stations here. And it's, yeah. it's, it's like shows. Like, I don't know if you know about Austin City Limits and stuff like that, those kind of shows. Yeah. I'm sure they have stuff in like Canada. Uh, no, but, I just heard of those. We watch, we watch American TV. Oh, yeah. We got yeah. it all. So, so you, have you seen Austin City Limits? I've heard of it. I've definitely heard of that. Well, it's on public television, which means it's free. So you can actually do your own shows. You just have to take their class. It's like a hundred bucks to take the class because you got to learn to use the equipment. Other than that, there's no other charge. So what I would do is I'd put cameras on all the corners and I would put a singer songwriter, maybe two in here. And it would be like a show. And we would just do kind of a songwriter show on the internet. But this is what I want to do whoa that's a vibe i like it we have a similar so, fireplace in our living room are yeah, you cool. are you more of like uh i'll ask this to all all both of you guys is this are you guys more like do you like a cozy studio with a lot of stuff a lot of like wood a lot of books and carpets and you know what i mean like that like cozy like things happen in studio or do you like a studio that's like smooth lines and like everything is hidden and it like looks like it looks like totally minimal? No, see, mine will be probably a mixture, but more cozy because I want when you walk in to have the carpet for the floors and I have the, the that. But on the back wall, because I had what I did is this is my garage. I have a four car garage. I just split in half. My mother-in-law just moved in, so we put up uh, her on the other side. So that's why this is taking a little bit longer. Uh, but because what I did is now I have the central heating and air in here, and I got a door put in. I took out a window and put in a the door. There's going to be a secret door, and it's going to be a bookshelf that just rotates. 
so I can get in and out of no, uh, it, it, yeah, get in and out of the bedroom, right? So nobody else can get it. And like they'll have books on it, and one of the books will have like a little latch that lets me in. No, and this man, so that's uh huh. That's that's my idea. So it's going to be a mixture of both, cozy and it's going to be. I'll have some equipment, you know, because I'll have my guitars probably hanging around because I have a lot you of just guitars. Got so much cooler. <laughs> That'd be so <laughs> sick. Like I could see myself in the future, like in my dream home, having the studio behind the bookshelf. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they rotate, you do the thing and it does the whatever you, you pull down the book. And next, you know, you go into this big studio like that would be so inspiring for like artists. and whatnot. Well, it's the same like, thing like so like at the studio that we were at in L.A., it was like you pull in and it looks like a looks like a wooden house almost. You know what I mean? Like there's <laughs> yeah. no windows or anything. And it's just kind of like a it's got a parking lot and it just kind of looks like a thing. And then you get inside and it's like. Rah. right all of a sudden you're in this crazy space that's so cool but yeah i've been looking at that uh have you heard of the miraval studios there's these studios that they just built i'm pretty sure it's in france yeah um and they just like re- Brad Pitt. they just like re redeveloped it all um it used to be used by like i'm gonna get this wrong but i feel like it's been used by like fleetwood mac or something like this or like iron maiden or pink floyd or something like this and uh but they just redid it all and uh now they've got it looks like a spaceship in there like it's so minimal and like the desk is like a weird like cloud looking thing and it's super cool that is really cool i would love to work at like a little like complex where there's like a huge like field and like multiple buildings and like everyone's like doing things and it's like that's what they've got going on at Miraval. There's like a residence and then there's like a studio and then there's like writing rooms and like composing rooms. It's like this huge thing. See, it's funny you mentioned that because I, another one, I, I think about this all the time because like I said, with, with the, I love songwriting, I love music. I listen to music all the time. Right. I've got a, another job I do during the day. I own a pest control company, but at night I'm here, I'm doing music all the time. Weekends. I got the band or I got interviews all, all the time. So I was sitting there thinking about it because everybody knows Nashville is like the, is a music town that you do, but here in North Georgia, there are tons of singer songwriters, great artists, bands that are really, really good that may never get heard just because of one location or maybe two because of the way the music industry works, you know, but they can get a following. So my, my vision, I I really thought about this is I want to actually get some investors and have like a little music town, right? So, and when I say this, it's like a little music city. You walk into like this mall. I don't know if you guys remember the old 80s malls, if you've seen those kind of things. Think like yeah, yeah, yeah. So you walk in, there's a little stage where people are playing and every shop or every business is music related. There's uh, an old, uh, like a merch store that just sells merchandise for independent artists, singer, songwriters. There's like maybe a guitar shop that, builds guitar so you can go get your guitars you can watch it you can see them build it you can buy it from them uh they'll be like publishers they'll be like um record companies and they'll be just like all kinds of different coffee shops and stuff obviously too because you can play music and then when you walk through it at the very end you walk out to the stadium think like red rock and you got and you play music and that's where the big bands and all the ticketed stuff comes from ah dude sounds like heaven yes that's what you could call it you could call it heaven music heaven right on the yeah and, and like the end is the stadium that's cool mm-hmm. yep 
that's that's my vision. So I told you we'll get sidetracked if you let me. <laughs> let's where, listen. Where? Let's hear another one of your guys' song. Which one you want to do next? Oh man, I would definitely say LATKD or Daisy for this next one because we talked about them both. Let's do let's do Daisy. We let's were just do Daisy. About it. This is our our newest song, and like I said, I probably had the most fun um, recording it because yeah. it was just like you'll hear like there's just so many different parts, and we just kept on adding like tambourines and cowbells and all sorts of stuff <laughs> yep. uh, it started in the bedroom and so there's lots of layers to it yeah so tell the story behind the song then what's the what's the story behind it oh man um we wrote this song well we when covid first started we sort of made a, a deal with ourselves and and you'll probably remember this or definitely in canada it was like we came home for march break and they said guys we're doing like a longer march break you're going to be off school for, I think it was like three weeks, three weeks instead of one. Mm. And we're like, okay, that's cool. Um, we're going to, in this three weeks, Will, how many songs are we going to make? You know, cause we had just started songwriting and we were like, we're going to grind this out. And I think we made the deal that we were going to do eight songs uh, before we went back to school. So we've made a bunch of different songs and this is one of the ones that we made. And it didn't sound like this originally, uh, it was a definitely more like ballady, but we still had that baseline. Um, and so we we made this song in like that first initial little bit of COVID. And uh, and this is what came out. All right. Well, again, I'll mute us and play it. Just let me know when you hear it. Awesome. I've been staying in my bed. Sometimes I wish it never end, never end And I know we left some things unsaid, things unsaid Maybe these feelings are just better dead, better off dead You are my daisy, weed my thoughts You drive me crazy, why can't you just stop? My dad calls me lazy, it isn't my fault Your love is a mountain, I can't see the
That is another another good. Who makes the? How do y'all make the beats? Do you guys make the beats yourself, or is that where the producer wants to get there? Yeah, I mean, like we said, like it sort of starts in our bedroom. Um, so the original the original Daisy track sounded a little bit different. It was a little bit slower, but it still had that do do and we had that going and we had like a kick drum going but it all started because just before covid happened we had written like I think it was four songs it was either four songs or nine songs i think it was nine um and we had we had sent them to like a critic guy that was supposed to you know was supposed to tell us that we're amazing and that we're ready for the next level and he pretty much said guys like you're music it needs a little bit more needs a little bit more edge it needs a little bit more grit to it um so we decided we were going to make this song daisy um and the original the original song we had was like totally niche and like totally like had like this bass that was going crazy and it had like weird little guitar parts and everything and uh and then what we decided to do with it is sort of take it to like this more mainstream spot um but there's still hints of like interesting moments in that song and that's i think that's why we like it because it sort of has a like an interesting feel to it it's got a lot of metaphors in it too like you don't really know what the song is about until we say wish i knew you'd break my heart you know what i mean wish i knew it from the start yeah. those are like the only two lines that like clearly specifically state what the song's about you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah yeah like there's there's so many lines like yeah, there's so many metaphors in that song. It's just full of it, right? See, and I like that. When, when I first when it says Daisy, the first thing I think of is that movie Tombstone. I don't know if you guys seen that movie with Val Kilmer, Kilmer and he's like, uh, Doc, as he says, Doc Holliday. And he goes, I'll be you Daisy. I'm your Huckleberry. And I'll be Daisy if you do. You know, it, have you ever seen that movie? No. Oh, no. Your dad's going to let you watch it. Go watch Tombstone. It's about Wyatt Earp and, and Doc Holliday. It's an, it's an older movie with Kurt Russell than uh, Val Kilmer. It's really, really good movie, but the Daisy made me think of that. Like I'll, you know, I'll be the Daisy if you do, and it's it's funny that what Daisies represent to certain people. Yeah, get off get off topic a little bit. <laughs> no, it's good. It's like, good. I know that like <clears throat> I know that we had a lot of things going on when we were writing it. Like we were thinking about Daisy as like a name for mm-hmm. someone um, that it sort of goes into that, uh, but then it also says. So it says you were my daisy. So it's like you used to be mine. You know what I mean? But then it goes into it says a daisy is a weed in my thoughts. You know, so it's like it just never stops growing. And then it says like because because the thought of you is taking over my mind and I, I love it, but I hate it and I hate it, but I love it. And, you know, my dad calls me lazy, but it's not my fault. Like I'm just overwhelmed by you. You know what I mean? And that's what it's about. It's about like just going crazy over somebody. And and having your mind go a little bit wild, um, sort of, yeah, thinking about someone. It's really good. I like it. I like the the sound of it and the groove and the feel. That's what that's what you want. You want to dance to the song. And a lot of times, how many how many? It's funny because as a songwriter, I'm like, right, I'm pouring these words out. I'm making this story for you, right? And you guys probably feel the same way. And then all they do is sing the damn chorus. It's like, do you know what the song's about? No, but it sounds good. And I'm dancing. Now. I'm gonna sing the chorus to you. Yeah. That's how all you remember. Now, since since it's a newer exactly. song, who's singing? Who's singing what? Because you guys do have a voice. I can't tell any sure. any different. So I got. Uh, I think I'm taking care of the verses. 
Um, and then Will does the pre-chorus, the you were my daisy, or we my thoughts. Yeah, that's me. Uh, and then Charlie goes back to daisy, daisy, daisy. That's Charlie. That that little chorus part where we do the daisy three times wasn't in the original demo. Mm-hmm. Um, the chorus was actually, we used like a, we had like a little like, inter, like a little interlude thing that was going on. It was super crazy. But uh, Alan, the, these kids were crowns. He's notorious for his melodies um, because he will push us as high as we can possibly go um and he came in and he's like i was like we need like a course and we need to be like just super super catchy and he immediately starts going daisy 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 and he's doing it full voice and he's got this like punk rock voice going yeah and uh, yeah <laughs> and uh, <laughs> And uh, so we love it. It's funny. Yeah. So I was in charge of pulling that course off and I still am every time we do it live and it's doesn't, yeah, doesn't we, get any, when we play it live, we definitely go a few keys down for sure. <laughs> so Charlie can hit those notes there. I don't think we do. Yeah, we do. We go down one. We go down a whole tone. I can't tell. Yeah, I, I, I do. I'm the one playing the bass in it. So there's, I know where to go. Yeah. Right. No, it's funny. We have a, we had a group chat or we just still do. We have a group chat with me will jeff and alan um who are all the guys that made this song and there's some funny voice memos in that group chat of like you know you know you wake up in the morning like okay guys uh so i'm thinking about this idea for the chorus um right around right around when that first chorus happens and it goes goes like super like you know uh tired out in the morning yeah he's so there's a whole bunch of, and all of us have done it because, you know, we're, we're doing these voice memos. So everyone's saying the chorus at least once. Mm-hmm. And there is evidence of each one of us singing that part. And yeah, it's voice cracks. It is funny. So, yeah, that, that should be one of the things, like if you put it on an album and like do like do a little skit in between the song, before, introduce the song yeah. and then have it play. That'd be cool. Because yeah, you guys yeah, are, yeah. Are, are working on an album, right? Yeah. I mean, you know what? It's, uh, we were talking about like, this sort of goes back to like our name and how we didn't really choose our name. We just kept, we just kept playing. And then people called us what we wanted to call us. We just started making music to make music. And we were making singles cause we were releasing singles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we haven't really been writing with the idea of an album in mind, but uh, it's definitely now that we're, we've written like 40, 50 songs now and recorded them all. Um, we're starting to sort of fill in the gaps and, and say, okay, we need more softer songs. We need more of this. We need more of that. Uh, so I would definitely say an album is, is creeping up on us. We just want to make sure that when the album comes out, that it's uh, we've got, you know, we've got everything going right. We, one thing that we are, that's coming up is we're releasing a song, a, a single in a couple weeks, um, March 20, what day? I don't think we've even decided yet. It's a Friday in March. Okay. We've just we just wrapped up the music video. Yeah. So um, we just went down to Vancouver. Uh, we brought a buddy from Thunder Bay. His name is Chad Curvin, and he's into video and photography and whatnot. So we flew him out to Vancouver, and we just shot a music video in all these different scenes, like different areas uh, with cool little background scenes, right? So like we shot up in the mountains. We shot in downtown. We shot on a parkade. Uh, we were by the water like it's just everywhere in a random alley like it's so cool and the video 
turned out really nice. So we're excited to share it. Um, and it's one of our favorite songs. It's called Feel. Uh, we wrote it with the same crew that we wrote with, uh, wrote Daisy with. Uh, so it's got that same sound, but it's a little more big. It's a little more massive uh, ballad okay. uh, instead of like tight, you know, groovy pop. It's very, it's very cinematic. This and is massive. This is classic Blackie Boys too. Like we don't. We don't keep secrets around here. We've been talking about this song and how it's going to come out eventually for months now. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of funny that we're doing all this stuff. Maybe one day we'll start to be like, yeah, we got music on the way. But you're not allowed to know yet. But for now, we're just going to be like, yeah. tell everyone, hey, everyone, yeah, we're going to put out a song eventually. Just make sure you're ready. Well, like I said, what I do here, when I release the episode, your episode, I will put one of your songs in the countdown. I do a weekly top 10 countdown, and it's always okay. um, 14 artists. It's 10, the top 10 voted on by the fans, and then I put in four each week. And then it's just fan base. So what it works is it's a poll. You share it. If you last for 12 weeks, then what happens is you actually will get like a featurette on another radio station uh, in Paris. So they'll play your music out in Paris. And when I do this, I send it to other radio stations too. So not just mine. I want to get you guys promoted as, as much as, as is possible. And that's why I said earlier, like if you if I want to drop my damn thing, hold on, <laughs> Jesus. So that's why I have, uh, when I promote everything, I was like, I don't mind sharing that. So if you guys have people that you want to give shouts out by all means, because it's all about just getting your guys music heard. And the best I can do it is just share it everywhere. So if you guys, when, when that comes out, I'll let you know, but also if you ever do get a album or an EP or whatever they do, I know a lot of people do singles and that's fine too. I'll play your new singles on the radio, um, on my radio station, but I also do album reviews and mine's different. I don't critique it. I'm not going to ever critique somebody else's music. It's, it's subjective anyway. It's my opinion. What does it matter? So what we do is kind of what we've been doing now is you tell me the stories of the song and we listen to them and that's how it is. Nice. Jinx. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> you can tell you guys are brothers. <laughs> yeah. No, that's super cool. That's super cool. We'll, we'll send you the song over when it comes out, and hopefully you like it. Uh, hopefully absolutely. a lot of people like it. Hopefully we'll come back on when there's an album, too. Yeah. That'd be so cool. You guys are more than welcome. So we got time. We'll do one more song, and then kind of a game at the end I always do with other guests. It's kind of like a 20-question game, because uh, we know music stuff, so I always ask stuff kind of like not music-related. But okay. let's let's, let's do the last song. Which one you guys want to do? Let's do the other one we've been talking about. Let's do LATKD. Like all the kids do. Like all the kids do. This is uh we actually had kids come into the studio and sing uh you'll hear the part that we, we actually had kids sing that part for us. So mm-hmm. uh lots of fun there. And I those stick figures on the album cover, I drew them with my finger on my iPhone. And it ended up becoming, it's on merch now, it's on everything. and Yeah. That's cool. So tell me the story behind the song, though. It's just about, you know, being kids. Like, uh, I don't know how, like, just being wild and reckless and, you know, just living your own life as a kid, a teenager. Like, we talk about certain, we, we reference certain things about certain teenager I think pop culture stuff. I, I think the big theme too is like nowadays I feel like a lot of kids and, and teens are like there's a big sort of uh there's a lot of sad kids out there. Mm-hmm. Um especially with COVID and everything. There's a lot of there's a lot of sad kids and there's a lot of, you know, mental health is a big thing that goes around and 
you know, the song is about being happy, um, happy being sad. You know, it says living it up in the misery. Cause I feel like everyone's getting comfortable with this idea that, you know, you're, you could be sad and, and everything, but we're like, you know, why can't you be, why can't you be happy to be happy? You know? Um, so all of our music is super upbeat. It's super, you know, like we're just trying to have a good time and our shows are a super good time. And I think this song sort of embodies that because it's like, we just want to, we just want to have fun, you know? Um, so let's, let's live it up like all the kids do. All right. Well, I'll meet you guys. We're going to live it up. Rock and roll. guys i haven't i don't like yet i like that there you go three right for on. three thank you now hey remind me and it's not not by the sound or your voice but the pink floyd where they had the uh another brick on the wall we had the kids singing that's really cool we had uh, some kids come into the studio and and do that we, we also sang it ourselves a bunch of times but we very we what do you call it very sped is that the verb uh Used the very speed, used very speed on our track. So we pitched it down and then we sang on it and then we pitched our voices back up to the right key. And when uh -huh. you do that, it, it speeds up the voice and you sound younger. 
Uh, so we did that a bunch of times at different levels of keys and whatnot. And yeah, there's so many like background vocals in the like all the kids do line. Mm -hmm. Like there's probably a hundred. Like it's we just had fun with it, right? So so that's that's very cool. cool. Like, I don't know if you can see on here, but I wrote uh, about higher verses because when it first started, I'm like, I thought it was a girl. I was like, wait a minute, that's not you guys singing. It's higher than the other songs. So in that you oh, said okay. you kind of did that with the the voices and the pitches. It makes sense. That's now you know you're yeah. a producer. <laughs> No, it's it's fun. It's fun, and we have a lot of songs now where we use very speed, uh, and that was the first one. It all started with like all the kids do. We figured out how to use it, Charlie and I, and then we're like, shoot, gotta use this everywhere. Right, and anybody that's been in a studio or you don't know, like I said, like this is all. I wish I could do video because behind him, there's like a track. You guys got something up there on your Logic. There's so many tracks that goes into a song. It's not just like the basic five with the drums and a bass and a guitar and a. It's yeah. Like, I, I bet you got about 30 right there, right? 33, 33. But, but the funny thing is that's, that's like, uh, it's, that's a mix that work that I was working on in the mm -hmm. production. Uh, we like, there's a lot of tracks that are combined in this one. So there's probably like a hundred, 120 well, we, uh, in the others, uh, we call it projects. Uh, it's just when we bounce it for the mix, we combine a few cause we, we don't have to have them all. Right. So right. just prove your point even more. Right. <laughs> when you have a master's and you got to send off all the wave files for that. And somebody has to open it. <laughs> yeah. But guys, I've had, I've had a good time talking to you guys. You guys are really talented. You got, I think as young as you are, hell, if you're even young, if you're older, you got so much in front of you. You guys are, are really talented and I, I really like your music. Thank you. And thanks for having us. You know, Will and I, we love doing podcasts. We love talking to people. We don't get to do podcasts very often, but when we do, we always like it. And uh, we always like it because people that do podcasts are always cool people and you're a very cool guy. So mm -hmm. it was uh, it was fun talking to you. Thank you. We're not done yet, but so before we do the final questions no, kind of thing. Uh, I didn't forget. Tell, tell everybody before we get into it where they can find you, your social medias, all that stuff. Um, yeah, so we're on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. We have a YouTube channel, Facebook, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Twitter. 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 We, we're on it all, but it's all under at Lock Your Boys, L-O-C-K-Y-E-R. It's like locker, but with a Y after mm -hmm. the K. Uh, so at Lock Your Boys, you can, find, yeah, you, yeah. Can, you can find us anywhere. Um, yeah, follow us and send us messages, send us DMs. We, we respond and it's, you know, we, we talk to everyone. Yeah. It's all we we try to make a big family, a big, like a fan base, a group, an army. You know what I mean? Oh, Those little <laughs> fans, nice. And we yeah, like to get, talk to everyone. It's great. You guys got name for your fans yet? Like the like who who has oh, that? We um, have a, we have a few fan pages that are popping up, but they sort of no no no, no one's no <laughs> one's no one's had the initiative to do that yet. We're gonna let them decide. Yeah, we don't. We're not that big yet. We're not like you know T Swift not, yet. Not trying to lead that ship. <laughs> You know, no, no Swifties, <laughs> no Swifties or anything. No. Well, we've been talking for a little over an hour, so we know a little bit about you guys. But what's a hidden talent that you guys have that we don't know about? It, is this the 20, 20 questions started? Twenty questions started. Yep. Okay. okay. Hidden talents. Is there a timer? No. I I, I go back and I'm going to edit some of this down from the dead space because a lot of times you don't know. What uh, I'm okay. Ask. Yeah. I don't even know. I'm what just, just trying to get the lowdown on this 20 sec, 20 questions game. Okay. Uh, hidden talents. Let me see. We both were hockey players. 
That's not that's not real talent. talent. I'll tell you what's a hidden talent. We can drink Coke like it's going out of style. We've had I've had twelve Cokes in a day before. That's gotta be a talent of some sorts. Maybe I'm grasping the straw. I don't know. We we both speak French. Dude, really? Well, I don't know. Your talents are not cool at all. Okay. Say something with your hidden talent there, Mr. Hidden Talent. Yeah, you gotta be careful Wait, what you uh, say, because I'll make you do it on here. I have you have to show that you can do it. Okay, well, what do you, uh, I'm, I'm just trying to think, what, what, what do you want us to say? Say something about George Songbirds. Bienvenue sur, sur la podcast de Georgia Songbird. Okay, there you go. Yeah. There you go. Works for me. I don't know what you said. My wife is from Germany, so she spe- when when she speaks in German, she's because she's mad at me. So I just... <laughs> I see. Well, I, you just said, welcome to the pod- Georgia Songbird podcast, so I saw I'd say that too. Perfect. That works. What about you, Charlie? Oh. Dude, you know, you know, it's our hidden talent. We can, we just started realizing this lately. We can actually like read each other's minds in a serious way. Oh, yeah. Okay. Scratch everything there. Yeah. Delete the past <laughs> like 15 minutes. No, we, yeah, we can, we can like read each other's minds and like finish each other's sentences. The and, other, like, the other day we were talking and I was wearing these sandals. They were my mom's sandals. And I was wearing them and I was giving them to Will because he had to wear them for a second. And he's like, oh, okay, wait, they don't really understand, like, the story behind this. You don't have to. Just just know that there were sandals that were really small, and he was giving it to me. Don't, and there's Will no comes context. to me, and he says, says, oh, are those sandals big? I said, yeah, they're huge. But we both knew that we were saying, are those sandals small? Yeah, they're tiny. Yeah. And we just, like, did that. It's the same thing. Like, we'll we'll be, like, in the studio with people, and I'll be like, hey, move that back, move that back. And then the guy will move it forward. And I'll be like, what? And then Will will be like, he, he meant he meant forward, but he said back. And I'll be like, did I say back? I meant forward. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. So we just, sometimes we accidentally say the opposite thing, but Charlie and I both know. We know exactly what's going on. Yeah. And yeah, like we, it's it's crazy sometimes. Like you've, you've probably seen us finish each other's sentences here on this podcast. I mean, it's it's like that every day. So, because we we just we've grown up together. You probably should have put a timer on these questions. We'll keep nah, going. No, nah, I don't need a time. I don't need a timer. <laughs> That's the point of it. <laughs> just keep going. And I've got, like, I've got twins, so they're, they're the same way. They're, like, you guys have been your brothers. You live together your whole oh, life. Yeah. You're two years apart. Oh, I'm sure so. they're. Oh yeah, I'm sure they're, they're even more. Uh, you know, together. My oldest tells me I'm I'm easier on them than I was him. I was like, son, there's two of them. I just if one gets in trouble, the other one is is protecting them. So they like they'll take up for it and they'll. That's what I want. That's fine because when I'm gone, that's going to be them taking care of each other, and I want them to to be friends and right. and have each other's back. And that's that's cool about the brothers. So because me and my sister could not be in a band together. I just could not. I could not survive with my sister that long for that amount of time at all i just know it wouldn't work i'd be like oasis we'd be fighting all the damn time <laughs> no it's cool like we could literally just look at each other during a show and we just know we just know what's going on we just know it's all eye contact you just gotta know hidden talent right we just there, know there you go all right if you if there was going to be a movie about your boy's life about the lock your boys who would play you guys in those movies oh jesus these questions i don't think jesus uh, would play you charlie <laughs> Tom Tom Holland would play me. Tom Holland, okay. Yeah, there you go. I stole a good guy. Yeah, really <laughs> up over there. Eh? No, I'm 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 pretty good looking. <laughs> I'd so. probably go with uh, 
Timothy Chalamet. I'm a, I'm a rather thin man, so I think he'd do a good job. He he played the lanky role well. Okay. See, it, looking at you, your mommy of what's his name, Cumberpatch. What's his name? Doctor Strange. Benedict, Benedict. Yeah, like a younger version of him. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe like Benedict ones for like forty. You know what I mean? He plays right. the forty-year-old. Oh, yeah. I like it. I like it. If there was to do like a soundtrack, I mean, you guys are still young, so but you can still probably answer this question. If there was a soundtrack of your guy's life, what would it be? You better put the silence in there. This is not, <laughs> this is not me. I would say that the soundtrack for me, it would be like one of those soundtracks where it's like not actually like composed music. Okay. It's just like radio songs that come on. You know what I mean? Like it would play like songs of the time. So there'd be like a lot of Harry Styles songs that play, you know what I mean? There'd be a lot of, you know, songs that I like in there. Cause that's, those are my favorite. Those are the, the movies that I could have my Shazam out and I'm Shazamming all these songs. Mm-hmm. That's, I do that. Those are my favorite kind of soundtracks. I would, I would say for me, it would be La La Land. La La Land? La La Land soundtrack. Okay. I just love that. Like just have that soundtrack nice. over us. Cause like some of those songs are sort of about like making it in, the acting world, right? But for us, it would be the music. Like it's and and there's jazz music too, like which I love. Yeah, La La Land. I haven't seen La La Land yet. My wife's been trying to get me to see that movie. I hadn't watched it. Oh, you're like music, five the, years behind. The music is amazing. It is so good. Justin okay. Herwitt is very cool. Yeah, we love him. Very, very cool. Well, yeah, I'm. I'm kind of. You said behind. I'm like. I had a beeper when I was 21. I think that's when I got my beeper. So. You talk about it behind the times. I'm very <laughs> old fashioned that way. Nice. <laughs> Just because I'm too stubborn to, to get anything new. If there was a, if you got a medal for something that you were really, really bad at, what would, what would that be? Cooking. Oh, that was a good one. You stole it. That was a really easy yeah, one. Yeah. We, we got that. We, one. we can't cook, but our mom cooks. So <laughs> that's good. No, I would say cooking. I only know how to make like toast, peanut butter. Yeah, cereal. Good point. I know how to make a pizza pop. Yeah. I would say. Are oh, you trying to think of one too? Well, I don't know. I, I think we're both pretty. We're both pretty solid on the cooking front. When we're like in LA, like living out of a hotel, there's a lot of Uber Eats. Uber Eats. There's a lot of that stuff, and there's a lot of Coke. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, Coca-Cola yeah. Mom, they didn't say they meant Coca-Cola. That's what they said. <laughs> so yeah, we're not we're not big cooking guys. We like to eat though. We like to go to places and eat. If there was like a time machine and you can go to any period of time, where would you go? Sixties. Like that, like I don't know if I have that right, but like the grease kind of like you know, diners, you know, old cars, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Greasy hair, you know, summer. Yeah, I would, I would go to like the 50s and maybe like late, late 40s. And and basically just kind of like, what's that movie called? Yesterday, where like the guy just knew all the Beatles songs and no mm-hmm. one else knew that it exists. So he just made so much money off of just just like rewriting and start playing as it was very <laughs> south yeah like just just go to that era you know what i mean and just play all the songs we know and just 
nail them. No, I love like that dirty dancing, like yeah, Greece era, like that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. If you guys wouldn't do music, what do you think you'd be doing? Movies. It's, yeah, it's acting. That's tough. It's like uh, it's weird because we've been playing music for so long, and like music has always been our dream. So it's like there hasn't really been another option. You I, know what I mean? For so long, we've just been like, yeah. I think this I, is what we're gonna do. I think I would be a Formula One driver. Okay. I I love Formula One. Like the Netflix. Have, do you know what Formula One is? Oh yeah, the uh, Indy cars. Yeah. yeah yeah exactly no i i love that stuff and i think i'd be the world champion i'd be so good at it <laughs> see my if I started when I was five you know what i mean see my son uh gibson he's like 13 he wants to for the longest time he wanted to be a marine archaeologist that was his dream job right it gets change your mind i get it now he wants to race nascar that's his yeah. his his dream like oh under nascar and he goes, well, Marty Robbins did it. You know, Marty Robbins was a country, I don't know if you guys know Marty Robbins, a country singer, an old time country singer that raced NASCAR. And so what I did is there's a, uh, here in North Georgia, there is a, um, I don't remember the name, like an Atlanta motor park or something now. It's a, it's, it's my, and what I imagine would be if I had my own NASCAR team, you go into it, it's a, like a private club and you can race go-karts and you can race all other stuff. And that's kind of how you start on that is you race the go-karts. And then yeah. as you get older, you race third tracks and then NASCAR and truck series and all that stuff. So you said that makes me think of Gibson wanting to race NASCAR all over the place. Too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you guys could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Norway. Wow. We've, we've been to uh, Switzerland and that was beautiful. And I would just want to like step it up a notch, go up a little more north, go to Norway, see those northern lights. Yeah, it'd be cool. I'd go to Norway. I would. I honestly think Switzerland is the best place in the world, so I would just go back. I'd okay. go there somewhere in Europe. I yeah. I think Switzerland is like literally it's beautiful, the best place in the world. I I lived in Switzerland for half a year. Um on an exchange program and that was that was really cool and i went and visited him for like five days yeah it was fun and it was cool that's a bucket list of mine i, I want to go to i've been to germany and to, to paris but i want to go to switzerland and ireland and australia stuff like that that's yeah, that's kind of like mine. Said, switzerland is like it's literally like it's like it's like switzerland it's like everything you think it is and then it's right in front of your eyes and you're like what I didn't know this was real. So you guys are still pretty young. So where do you see yourself in like five years? Ooh, hopefully playing to sold out stadiums. But I would say hopefully playing for more people than we're playing for now. Hopefully we're getting a little bit better. Hopefully we're, uh, you know, continuing to do music because that's the dream. I mean, if I look back five years... It, it's pretty insane how far we've come. So just to think like the next five years. Yeah. Hopefully it only goes higher. Okay. Um, and we got one more question for you guys. Okay. What's the best advice that you've ever got? I think, and I was thinking about this before. Um, one thing, a lot of, I mean, a lot of advice comes from your family. And one thing that we've been sort of raised on in this family is like, if you want to do something, then by all means, 
you can go and do it, but don't do it 50%. Right. Do it all the way. You know what I mean? So we, we would play music forever and forever. And we used to say, oh, yeah, like we want to be rock stars. We're famous. I want to be like Justin Bieber, you know, and we would play all these songs. And then I remember one day our like our parents sat us down and they were like, OK, so we understand that you want to do music and we can help you do music. You know, we can we can really help you and and start, you know, reaching out to people and making this happen for real. But you're going to have to do more than you're doing right now because dreaming about it isn't enough. You know what I mean? You, you can't just play songs in the living room all day long and expect to be a pop star. And I remember the conversation. They were talking about our sister. Our sister had been doing swimming. Um, she was a, a competitive swimmer and she had gone to like the Olympic trials and she was on a full ride scholarship playing in West Virginia or swimming in West Virginia. NCAA. And they talked about her and they were like, when Emma was when Emma was trying to be a swimmer, she was going you know, all day, every day, five in the morning. She was waking up and then she was swimming after school as well. And then she'd come home and she didn't know what was on the TV because she never watched TV. You know, they were saying stuff like this and it was good advice. And I think we, we held on to that for a while. And, and now it's like, you know, all since that day, um, maybe it was, you know, five or eight years ago or something like that. We've uh, now we've gone a hundred percent into the music and it's uh, that would be my advice is just go for real and do it smart. If you want to do it, you can do it, but uh, you're, you're, it's going to be hard. How about you, Will? You get anything to add? I, I like the 100%. I mean, just, yeah. You know what's funny? Like, af after we hang up on this podcast, I'm going to think of so many other <laughs> ones. Yeah. So many little quotes that I've heard oh, on the internet man. or read and be like, oh, I could have used this. But on the spot right now, I, I think Charlie said one that, really uh it's a big one that we've talked about in our family because it really we put that into like everything it. too yeah no it's just just do it 100 percent. whatever job like we're also lifeguards sometimes like just just little things right like just go 100 percent. well the big thing was like even with the school shows like when we started doing school shows which was just last year it was like you know if you're gonna do it then let's do it and let's you know get school shows out of town and let's do it let's do it big time uh, so that would be good advice for somebody out there. Yeah. Okay. Get you guys doing some college, uh, colleges soon. You guys can try those. Yeah. That's a big thing we, in America too. Eh? We, mm -hmm. we did a college, uh, we've done a few. Yeah. And they're really fun. The show we did with Fifi Dobson was at a college. Yeah. Actually. Fifi Dobson's a big Canadian artist and she was touring around colleges and we got to open up for her, uh, at a college. And yeah, that was super, like it was a sold out crowd in this big club and yeah, it was what a night. Super fun. Okay. Um, what I always ask my guests, two things. One, of course, when it comes out, share it with everybody, all your fans, uh, family, friends, and also pay it forward. So if you have other songwriters like Fifi or anybody that we should hear, send them my way and we'll sit down. I'll, I'll talk to them just like we're doing with you guys. And it's, conversation style piece where you see we talk about whatever and there's always like the little 20 question kind of game at the end uh but we'll listen to music and just have a good time so send them my way i'd be more than happy and you can send more than one but i want to thank you guys again for coming on the show i've, I've had fun it's been uh, entertaining you guys are, are really talented and i hope to hear more things from you guys in the future and please feel free to come back anytime you want we can do interviews we can do album reviews if you want to just call and write, 
I do color rights too. I love that stuff. So you just, whatever you guys want to do, just reach back out. Well, thanks for having us. And thanks, been, Jesse. It's been fun talking to you. Maybe we'll come check out your studio one day too. Yeah. When it's all done. Uh, We're in oh, Georgia. Come right. sit by the fire. All right. Write a song. That's that's the whole point of it. That's the ambiance that I'm going for to come in here. And also I can hide from my wife when I want to. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so tell everybody where they can find you guys one more time before I let you go. We're on everything. Um, at Lock Your Boys. L-O-C-K-Y-E-R. Find us, message us, say hi, do whatever. We're there. We're on there every day. And uh, we love to we love to meet whoever whoever we can. All right. All right, everybody. This is the Georgia Songbirds, and that was the Lock Your Boys. And thank you guys for coming on. Thank you. See ya. Ciao, ciao.